is episode 31 of Chirpin' DMV. It is me, it is KP. Yo, yo. We're going to do it a little bit different this week. Instead of getting right into the scoreboard rundown, we're joined by a pretty special guest. we got Cam Smith from the George Mason Patriots. Cam, what's up, man? Not too much. So good to hear from you. So we want to get you on because, like we said, we want to talk about this charity game uh, between you and the Potomac Patriots. So first, why don't you kind of give us a rundown of the game itself, uh, what the what the benefit was for, um, just kind of the overall atmosphere of playing against the P-Pats uh, in a game like that. Right. Yeah, so the charity was for Camo. Um, it was organized by Steve Hijack, and uh, we had a special guest, Kenny Green, who often you see singing the national anthem for the Washington Capitals. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was a great experience, and there were so many great people who contributed to making this happen for us, including Steve and a ton of other volunteers. I couldn't name them all, but um, everyone really put in a great effort to make this event happen. Uh, in terms of the game itself, our guys were really excited to play uh, the Peacock. Uh, it was a game we've been looking forward to do for a while, and uh, a lot of the guys in our room have actually played for that organization, so we were all very excited to see how we would stack up. Yeah, kind of uh, play against an old team yeah. and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, we thought we had a great chance against them, and uh, we gave them a run for their money for sure. It, it absolutely was a back-and-forth game. Uh, uh, the atmosphere was incredible. We had about 400 fans there. Like you said, we raised around $21,000 for the cause. Um, and, yeah, so it, it was back-and-forth. I thought uh, in terms of the game itself, I thought our, our top guys kind of uh, – maybe uh, perform better than their top guys, but they had a lot of depth on their roster, and uh, it was definitely a challenging one for sure. Yes, uh, but, so uh, talk yeah. a, talk kind of a bit about the growth of the George Mason program. So um, just in terms of this game, I mean, Gross said, I mean, just six years ago, the Patriots won that game 18 to nothing in that charity game, and now it's a 4-3 game that came down to a missed penalty shot in the last 30 seconds. So talk about a little about the growth of that the, that George Mason program uh, in terms yeah, of that charity we, game. Yeah, we've been, well, now we have one of the best recruiters in the league, Alex Gross. <laughs> so uh, we definitely, uh, we're definitely growing as a program. Like you said, uh, a few years ago, me and uh, Alex Gross, we played George Mason, and you would never think that a game like th- that we had would ever even occur, given we won 18 nothing. So the program has absolutely uh, increased uh, dramatically in terms of what we can do, and, and we're going ACHAG1 in 2020, which is awesome. Um, you know, and I, I love how, you know, we're like, I'm like, for example, Potomac, you're junior, you're living the junior hockey life, but, uh, right. we are getting our education and still playing high competitive hockey and at an affordable price. For so sure. that's why one thing I really like about our program and we're trying to recruit some top guys in the area. If you're interested in playing, uh, competitive hockey, a reasonable price and getting your education at a great university, uh, yeah, for sure. So last thing, let's just kind of talk about that game uh, real quick. Uh, 4-3 loss. Nikki Gross with penalty shot in the last 30 seconds uh, to tie it. Unfortunately, uh, couldn't pull through. So just kind of take us through how that game played out and, um, yeah, all that. Yeah, so uh, we came out hot. I think we got up to a 2-1 lead, and then it was back and forth. Um it was, you know, it was our third game of the weekend. I'm not sure how many games Potomac had played before that. Uh, weekend, they had a bye weekend we this little, weekend, actually, so they got to come yeah, in fresh, we I were, guess, we on you. We were a little tired, but uh, we, we, we put it together to put it, give them a great fight. And, uh, yeah, I thought that you could see the difference between playing that team and some other teams in the league. They, they have set systems. 
they work together really well. They know how to uh, draw face-off plays. So it was a good experience for a lot of our guys to see what junior hockey teams can play like. And uh, it's a great preparation for nationals, too, because you're going to have tight games like that because we got to win five in a row if we get it. Get to Dallas. Well, we are going to get to Dallas, but <laughs> we got to win. Sure. We got to win five in a row there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just I was really excited, and I think all of our guys enjoyed the experience. Uh, I'm really competitive myself, and a lot of other guys tell me really wanted to win that game, like really, really bad. But uh, you know, just that's the way she rolls sometimes. And yeah, Nikki had a good chance at the end. We all had a bunch of great chances at the end. Actually, their goalie played well, and. Uh, to their credit, those guys laid out to block a lot of shots. That's one thing I noticed from that game. They were laying out bodies. So, you know, a lot of times I thought I would get one through, and then someone would somehow block it. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was intense. It was fun. The atmosphere was amazing. We had the Green Machine band there. Hey, right, there you go. There we go. Which was something, which was something else. So that was great. Uh, I loved the experience. I wish I could do it again tomorrow. Well, <laughs> it's I also good for <laughs> For those Potomac players, they can uh, see you guys like a good organization playing against you guys, and uh, maybe they can start to think oh, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll go to George Mason one day, and uh, it's a good good thing to have playing against them. Oh, absolutely! It's, it's absolutely that relationship. A opportunity. It's a showcasing opportunity for our program as well because we want to get some of those guys to come to our program exactly. eventually, whether it's down the line and after their junior career. Uh, you know, I think that uh, we want to set a good example for what our program is about, and. Uh, I think we did that. We really did ourselves proud in the game, uh, and I'm so happy that we it came out the way it did. Um, we absolutely did a great job. For sure. So like we mentioned, about $21,000 raised. It's Cam Smith, hashtag the Smith Show from George Mason. So, Cam, thanks for hopping on. Like we said, uh, we're going to wait here. We're going to we're gonna get you back on in a couple weeks or however long it takes. Uh, we're going to do a special interview once you hit that 50-goal mark. So I know you're getting close. You're chasing it down. So uh, when that happens, we'll have you back on. But I appreciate you hopping on and talking about the charity game. All right. Sounds great. Thank you guys so much. All right. All right, my man. Have a good one. All right, Cam. Thanks, buddy. All right. Talk to you later. Yeah. All right, there he is, Cam Smith, the Smith Show, hopping on to join us, talking about that charity game. So, KP, how was your weekend, man? It was good. Uh, good weekend, man. Anything anything crazy? Anything fun? Uh, nah, just hung out, watched some uh, Caps hockey, and relax. Yeah, can't beat that. Uh, no AB today. He is currently at the Caps game. Um, so we might buzz him in, in a bit and uh, get, a, get a little live arena reaction from him. Um, spend my weekend kind of chilling. Oh, went to D.C., so UFC. Uh, was in town. Uh, my former employer, my former co-workers, all my, my peoples at the UFC. First time in D.C. in, I think, like 18 years. I uh, went out Friday night, drank on uh, Uncle Dana White's tab a bit because everything they uh, had was going back on per diem, baby. So, Uncle Dana, thanks for the thanks for the drinks all night Friday. And then had some pretty sick tickets to the fight Saturday night. And, yeah, we had a time. Um, so, let's get into it. Uh, we have an interview coming up later on. First line uh, training center, Sandy. We went out, Me and A.B. went out there and checked his uh, place out the other week. Fucking incredible facility. Um, beautiful, great place to go train and become a better hockey player and a better person. So let's start with local hockey. We'll get to Sandy, and then we'll do a ton of cap stuff. So let's start with some college hockey power rankings. Uh, do you want to start, or shall I? I'll kick it off. At, get it going. Uh, number 10, we have Navy D1. Had a bye weekend, and they don't play again until January. Um, number 9, Virginia. They lost their only game of the weekend, uh, the rivalry game versus Virginia Tech. It was a 3-6 loss. At number eight, we got Christopher Newport by weekend off until January as well, but move ahead of UVA since the Cav lost to VT. 
Yeah, speaking of VT, they won their only game of the weekend, as we mentioned, uh, versus UVA. Uh, Carl Hathaway, Nick Masuro, and Miles Walter all had three-point nights to lead the Hokies to victory. They drop a spot due to a hot Stevenson team that, uh, KP, why don't you tell us about? Yeah, number six, we got Stevenson NCAA. Another weekend, another sweep as Stevenson beats Utica 5-4 and Nazar- Nazareth. There, Nazareth. Nazareth. Yeah, let's go with it. Two to nothing uh, to build their winning streak to seven as nine and one is their overall record. Yeah, not bad. Number five, George Mason. Weekend sweep for the Patriots. They defeated Towson 6 nothing. IUP 5-2 and their win streak climbs to nine as they stay uh, one of the hottest teams in all the ACHA Division Three. Number four, we got George Washington. Uh, bye weekend for the Colonials. They won't be back in action until January either, but uh, 12 2 0 record. They'll be staying put at number four. Uh, for the first time in quite a while, uh, Liberty D1, they are out of the top two. Um, they're number three now, so they won twice. Um, not due to losses. They did, did, they did defeat. They did, 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 did defeat Slippery Rock in both games, 12 to 2 and 7 to 1. But Kyle, tell us why there's a new number two. Yeah, look out. Catholic University coming in at number Sheesh. two this week. Uh, How are you? Catholic combines for 27 goals in two games this weekend, beating huh? both John Hopkins. 27 goals in two games. Yeah. Yo. John Hopkins and Rutgers Camden. They now sit at 12. 1 0 oh, and 1 heading into next semester. Wow. And then, yeah, not bad. Uh, I believe they won 17 to 2 and 10 to nothing. So, hey. Uh, number one, final team, Liberty D2. The D2 team, Flames, staying hot in that number one spot. It's a weekend sweep versus Stevenson Mustangs, ACHA. Um, they win both games 4 to nothing and 10 to 5. So, there it is, college hockey. Let's get into some high school, shall we? High school hockey time will start as per usual in the CSHL. So, KP, take it away, baby. Yeah, uh, we had six games last week as team returned from the uh, Thanksgiving break. We'll start with West Potomac handling Lake Braddock, their first loss of the season with a commanding 5-1 to win over the Bruins. Leaving uh, T.C. William as the lone undefeated team remaining, Woodbridge would improve to 500 as they get a tight 3-2 to win over Forest Park. Uh, Colgan would rout Centerville Fairfax 10 to nothing behind a Jacob Sanders shutout and a two goals each by Gabe Brooks and Brandon NG. Washington Liberty would also light the lamp and improve to 5 to 1 with a 8-2 over Robinson. Uh, lastly, the West Springfield almost gets a double digits as they put up 9 in a 9 win over South County. Yeah, a little 9-4 win over South County there. So, KP, four games coming up this Friday yeah, night. Uh, four, tell us about them. Four games. Uh, they're going to be at Prince William. We got Colgan taking on Woodbridge in a South Division matchup. And uh, George Mason Edison – I'm sorry, George Mason Edison takes on uh, Forest Park at – uh, the St. James is T.C. Williams, who looks to say undefeated, versus W.T. Woodson. And Bishop Ireton takes uh, the ice versus South Top Team. South Top Team. Versus the South Top Team, yeah. Go. Lake Braddock, the Lake Braddock Bruins first in the South there. Um, <clears throat> look at the rebound, yeah, yeah after that loss. loss so. Northern Virginia, uh, things kind of really heating up, as we mentioned. Uh, we're starting the December slate. Last Friday, eight total games. North Division leader Chantilly, they'll stay undefeated with a 6-1 and win over the Highlands thanks to a four-point night for Logan Logi- Noah Logia. 
Let's go with that, yeah. Uh, Smite Division leader Broad Run picked up a win, 6-1 over Brer Woods, as they now have a four-point lead on second place, as we mentioned, Brer Woods. So giving themselves some breathing room uh, with that head-to-head win. And our Patrick Division leader, Battlefield, staying undefeated. They take down Freedom 6-2 in a game that saw 11 different Battlefield players put up a point. Uh, you know what that reminds me of? Uh, 2009, I believe it was, versus Plata, a little 18-point night for the Dreamline. Me, you, and Al. Yeah, pretty 18-point night for the for three guys. Have a fucking time. Um, where are we at? Adams Division. Uh, number one, Langley. They take sole possession to first place as they defeated Oakton. Uh, they were in first, uh in the division by a score of 2-1 um, with all three goals coming in the third period and the winner by Max Moser. So Madison also beating South Lake State nothing. Patriot beating Loudon Valley 9-4. Kettle run 1-7-2 over Tuscarora Westfield. So 10 games coming up this Friday. Uh, one being a big one between Yorktown and Battlefield and broad one, broad run. will also look to stay undefeated in a home game at Ashburn versus Riverside. So KP, take us to the MSHL, little public school Maryland hockey, shall we? Yeah, 17 games last Friday in the Maryland Public School League. Uh, Glenelg holds uh, onto their Howard County Conference. 10-0 win over the Wolves. Um, let's see. South Rav- River drops their first of the season 5-2 over Easton. Um, Frederick County picks up a 14-2 win, uh, led by a hat trick from Josh Davids, who went on to have a five-point night. Wow, pretty good there. Um, Love to see it. In the Southern Conference, Huntingtown and Northern both pick up wins, beating Central MD and Chesapeake, respectively. Um Wooten and Walter Johnson battle. That's a pretty good game there. A 4-3 game with Wooten coming out on top thanks to a three-goal third-period comeback win. Hey, now. Uh, other scores around the league. Broadneck beat uh, Delaney 4-2. Let's see. Carroll County beat Oakdale 8-4. to And Quince Orchard beat Walt Whitman 4-2. Wow. Bingo. So take us through what we got coming up this week. Friday Night Ice, baby. Um, As a Friday evening, another massive night for games, it looks like. We're going to have 17 more on the schedule for the night. Uh, We'll highlight a couple here, the bigger ones. Uh, Bethesda, Chevy Chase will battle Wooten. Um, Both are tied at 4-2 records. That's a pretty good game. And second in the Montgomery. So winner takes sole possession and gets that... Much closer to Churchill, so that's a top spot for second place there. Uh, in the Southern Conference, it's a huge rivalry game, Huntingtown versus Northern. God, I remember that uh, hey, hey. Friday night, Huntingtown Northern. Fuck Pretty em. good. So uh, they square off for first place in the Southern Division. That place is always jumping. Yeah, that'll be a good game. Uh, undefeated Churchill uh, takes on a 3-1 and Crins Orchard uh, team at Cabin John. So that'll be a good game Friday night. Uh, and then in the Eastern leader, Saverna Park will head to the Naval Academy for a matchup versus Kent Island. And lastly, it's Washington County versus Middleton in a uh, Monica Valley matchup. Uh, so lastly, MAPHL, uh, prep hockey time, baby. Uh, things continue to get crazy. Uh, last Friday, we saw Calvert Hall get their first league win of the season with a one nothing win over Spalding. Uh, the Cavs, they're going to need to turn things around quickly as they're off to an 0-2 start. And speaking of, as of tonight, I saw on Twitter they lost to Bullis. Um, yikes. Uh, Georgetown Prep, they get a hot start in league play. They go 2-0, first winning a tough 5-3 game over Bishop O'Connell on the road. Uh, then they would turn around and beat an upstart Mount St. Joe team 8-2. to uh, So that Mount St. Joe team that beat the Matha and uh, Gonzaga already just got throttled a bit uh, by Georgetown Prep, so they're rolling early. Uh, speaking of Mount St. Joe, as we mentioned, 
little late game magic as they score in the final few minutes to tie St. Albans 2-2 last week. Defending champs Gonzaga, they're off to a 2-0 week as they defeated Calvert Hall 4-2 and Bullis 11-1. Non-league-wise, it was a little battle in Virginia as O'Connell would shut out uh, Yorktown of the NBSHL on Friday night. 3-0 game, and all students got free donuts because Coach Flip is just giving them free donuts. Not a bad way to get kids at the game, huh? Uh, Landon, uh, they they played the MSHL champs, Winston Churchill. That's 13-1 route uh, in Landon's favor. DeMatha, National High School Hockey Invitational. Uh, they defeat Ontario Hockey Academy 9-0, lose the Cathedral Prep of PA 2-5, and then turn around and defeat Rocky River from Ohio 7-1. So coming up, we've got a big one, I believe, tonight. Yeah, Tuesday. St. John's and St. Albans going head-to-head at the Fort in D.C. as this is a rematch of last year's playoffs. Uh, that game, we saw number 7 St. Albans upset number 2 St. John's in the first round of the tournament. Um, Georgetown Prep also looking to start 3-0 as they host Calvert Hall on Wednesday night. And Friday night, three massive games. Um, two potentially undefeated teams are squaring off as St. John's and Georgetown Prep will go head-to-head. Uh, we've also got St. Albans heading to Bishop O'Connell for a tough road test. And lastly, DeMatha heads to Piney for a showdown of teams looking to right their ships in the MAPHL standing. So there it is, your high school hockey recap. So let's kick it over to some juniors. Junior hockey time, KP. Let's kick it off with the Black Bears. Yeah, not looking good in, uh, for the Maryland Black Bears. Another winless weekend for the Black Bears. They hosted the Jamestown Rebels. They would lose both games 3-1 to one. Uh, in the first game. Luke Mountain, the mountain man, would get the only goal. Uh, in the second game, it was Mikael Gonshar getting the only goal in that Gonshar. second game. Yeah, baby. Uh they are they're headed to Maine this weekend for a three-game series, so uh, try to turn it around there yeah, and maybe get see. a win on the board. Yeah, huh? let's, let's, yeah, let's hope so. They're going to need it. Um, USPHL action this week. We had a series between the rivals, uh, Hampton Roads, the Richmond Generals. Premier Division, Hampton would win game one, 6-2, led by a uh, pretty good night from Mark Streisier. Strasser, <laughs> fuck, and Tyler Stewart. Uh, I believe they had three-point nights each. Game two, however... Would see the Generals score three unanswered in the fourth after being up six to four, Whoa. or being down six to four, I should say. They pull out a seven six victory in a weekend split. Uh, Brendan Meyer would score a Hattie for the Gens that game. Uh, let's kick it to the Elite Division. It'd be another battle um, and another split. So this time with Richmond taking game one by a score of three to one. That game saw Cooper Neal and Carter McCormick score the only two goals of the third to give the Gens the win. Hampton, however does respond in the following game. Shane Zeigler scores 56 seconds into the third and gives Hampton that 3-2 wins. P-Pats are off, except for we mentioned the charity game with Mason. So, Kyle, let's finish off junior hockey with the EHL. Uh, yeah, we got Team Maryland in the EHL 0-2 on the weekend. They dropped both games to the Philadelphia Revolution by scores of 6-2 and 7-1. So they lost both of those pretty handily. Uh, this weekend, they'll be on the road versus New England Wolves, Seacoast Spartans, and New York Applecore as they look to climb up in the Mid-Atlantic Conference New York standings, Applecore. having dropped from 2nd to 4th. So uh, they're trying to... Switch things Climb up back up there. So last thing before we kick it over to Sandy from First Line Training Center. Teams of the week. Local teams of the week. You want to start or you want me to get going with it? Uh, I think I'm going to be riding with the team I've had. I think I'm going to go with Stevenson again. I mean, Just keep riding the Stangs, yeah, NCAA. They're, they're, I mean, they're looking good. They're playing good. Uh, that team's coming around right at Christmas time, so that's uh, some good stuff, and good team chemistry, and I think they're going to be rolling. NCAA hockey having success in yep. our region. Yeah. Um, give me... Georgetown Prep, 2-0 week, 2-0 start in league play. Um, like we mentioned, they had to go on a tough road game at O'Connell. That's never easy playing up there at the Starship. Right. Um, they got that win. Um, and then they turn around, like we mentioned, the upstart 
Mount St. Joe's team, who's beat the Matha, who's beat Gonzaga, who tied St. Albans. They turn around and they absolutely throttled them. So that's my team of the week. So with all that being said, let's kick it over to Sandy. All right, guys, we're here. First Line Training Center, Rockville, Maryland. We're with the founder, creator, manager, Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. What's happening, man? Yeah. Good to have you guys here. Thanks yeah, thanks for, for um, thanks for bringing us out here. It's good stuff. Uh, you took us through, uh, kind of showed us everything. So let's start with that. Let's start with. You said this was a ten-year dream. Took three years to make. So let's start with the creation of this place. When did you kind of get the idea, um, and when did really the plan start to go into motion? So this this has been in my head since I was ten years old. Um, we uh, we're just starting our third year right now. Um, and as someone who's from this area, grew up in this area, played hockey in this area, um, then went away to a, uh, a prep school before playing in college, um, I just always thought there was a better way, a different way for local talent to have an opportunity to get better. So um, started putting this together, looked, couldn't find anybody else really anywhere who was doing anything like this. Um, and uh, we're just starting our third year, and it's been it's been crazy. Yeah. So, what were you doing before this? Before fitness, our first line training center started. I was in a, a family business um, that uh, maybe from 2000 until about 2015. It was a, a, a retail company that um, my father started in the 70s, and um, you know, but hockey's always been my passion, and. Um, the retail market certainly changed quite a bit, but yeah. um, just interacting with the Rockville Ice Arena so much and, and being up here, I just figured, man, of all the places to do it, like, that's the spot. Um, yeah. So that's why the, we're right the the hub street. of hockey in Maryland, so let's build it that's right it. there. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you took us around the rink a bit. Let's kind of go through some of the stuff we got here. So you walk in, you got the massive... The biggest sheet of ice. So let's start there. Everything's synthetic ice in here. Yep. Um, reasoning yep. behind that instead of actual ice, I mean the upkeep, like you <clears throat> mentioned, and certainly the upkeep. But uh, from a uh, um, a skating mechanics standpoint, uh, the benefit of synthetic is that it does not let you make any mistakes. It doesn't let you hide uh, any weak edges, um, and it really, uh, when you're on it, it's almost like having a private coach you know, like right on your shoulder, kind of telling you how to move. Mm. <clears throat> so from an efficiency standpoint, uh, I never thought about putting ice in here because we are a true developmental facility. So to be able to have players um, get an immediate feedback on how they're moving, um, there's nothing you can do on ice that you can't do here. Um, I mentioned to you guys, if you were here just watching folks cruise around, I mean, you, you wouldn't know they're on synthetic. Right. Um, so the advantages are, are pretty significant. It's a skates-only facility. We very much believe in you, you practice like you play, so no one's running around with their tennis shoes on here. We wanted to have an experience that was 100% translatable to ice. So there's literally nothing that you can do in here that when you go out onto the ice, from how the puck moves to how your body moves, shooting, all of it, um, it's, it, it's from a developmental standpoint, I mean, it's it's been it's been awesome. Right. Yeah. So you got the you got the big sheet here. You do a lot of three on three here, um, kind of scrimmaging type things. And over behind us is when it kind of gets smaller. So the first one is the two shooting lanes. What what exactly goes on? You said it's about the size of a blue line end. So kind of working on 
zone type stuff or yep so the, the our main rink is 100 by 50 so it's about uh it's uh, not obviously quite as long as a, a normal rink but um the small area concept um is is also beneficial for development um, right. whether it's stuff in tight um you know it's not letting anybody hide so right. there's it's a like lot of 50, touches 50 battles type situations that's right stuff. that's right um and there's, there's there's benches here penalty boxes i mean we do three on three stuff um but even full team work i mean it's um it's it, it doesn't let anybody kind of stay in the cracks um mm -hmm. the second surface is basically blue line in it's uh, uh 60 by 60 and that enables us to do a lot of technical stuff whether it's um face-off work or shagging pucks off the wall, um, transitional work for defensemen. Um, and that really is the main thing that we do here is any element of the game, we can get into the weeds here um, and practice it. Um, I, I say it a lot, but I mean, there's the basic skill of just shagging a puck off the wall for a winger. Right, because right, yeah. you, you have your basic skills that everyone knows about, but a lot of like when you look into like the depths of it, like board play is like a huge thing yep. nowadays, and no one well, teaches think, no one teaches board play. That's exactly so. Think about this: not just no one teaches it, but w w when is there time? When are you going to work on when it? When are you going right. to work on it? If right. If you're one of the teams that have one practice week, you're not going to waste 30 minutes dumping it into a corner and you're sharing ice. Um, but stuff like here, I mean, that's that's all that we do here. And what you said is exactly right. It's it's it is. A good breakout is probably the the key to establishing any sort of offense. Right. And if that skill is not dialed in, I mean, we don't we're not throwing ten pucks around the wall to wingers. I mean, we're doing it a hundred, a hundred and fifty times. Yep. Which you don't see a lot of is good breakouts in youth hockey. I mean, when I was coaching, a lot of it was, hey, if we dumping that puck in, you put a little bit of pressure on these kids that are fifteen, the seventeen they're years gonna old. They're, they're gonna, gonna panic. panic. They're gonna That's make right. a mistake, and we're gonna get. get scoring off of turnovers you put a lot of pressure on these kids that a lot of time will not have the proper training in terms of just breaking out because they're working on who knows what in practice once you a know week. and as as the levels go up you see less and less of defensemen wrapping pucks around the right. wall right it's mostly stick to stick right but at the younger um i even say u16 down they're wrapping the puck Still a lot right. yeah um and if they don't know how to do that calmly protect themselves that's a big part of it right um and um you know then we add the centers into it so they're working on their timing and uh, with a pinching defenseman and we we can make it as game-like as as it needs to be in order for them to develop that skill yep and then yeah we got the four shooting lanes uh with the nets we'll get into the technology and then what we also have Pretty much a full gym over here as well. Uh, a lot of off ice training, a lot of dry land training, uh, strength conditioning, that type of stuff. Yep. Um, the off ice, uh, the balance work, and the and the stability and the acceleration, explosion. That is uh, um, for a lot of these younger athletes. That is um, certainly no less important than the on ice um, elements. So we try to do a complete experience. That if you are here. Um, you really can work on all aspects of of the game, um, and I mean we do a lot of dry land work. It's a lot of footwork, um, a lot of speed work, and just learning how to move efficiently. Yep. Yeah, and you also mentioned too. Um, uh, it's for everybody from a house league player to uh, professionals that come in here and college players because it's kind of 
you like you mentioned, which was uh, pretty cool to say. It's uh, even if you're a house league kid that just wants to make his middle school team, or you're the kid that wants to go try to play D1 hockey next year, come in, get worked on. We'll help you. We we work with um, some very very high level players that come through here. Some are Olympic. Uh, we've worked with some pros. Um, a lot of Division One players. The experience we've always thought is that it should be no different for them as it is for a mite that is just getting into the sport. Right. If you're passionate about it um, and if you want to learn how to practice and get better, which everybody does, right. this is the environment. You know, it's 30,000 square feet of just hockey. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to walk in here as a player or to anybody connected to the sport and not be like, you know, your eyes pop open, like, what, what's going on in here? You kind of walk, that's what we did. We walked in, we're like, Shoot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. place is massive. Um, so it's nothing but hockey. We, we tried to add every element that we could um, that we can serve. If, if The fun factor's high. If your hockey is basically participatory, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um, there's a, a big participatory element to it, um, a big compete level element to it, a developmental element to it that at any given time there would be beginners in here yep. moms it, dads all the way up through pros it almost seems like a perfect spot for like i mean if you're playing if you're into the sport of hockey where you get off of school you go right here and hang out here for the night if you don't have anything else it's almost like a like i don't want to compare it to a daycare but like there were kids but i mean up top you got kind of a lounge type yeah thing. there were kids in like school that had instead of going to daycare they could they could have gone here a lot of the, the it's funny a lot of the parents the, the it's one of the justifications for membership is, you know, a little Billy or Sally can do their homework upstairs. Like their kids aren't doing right. their homework. I don't rat them out, but they're not. Yeah. I know they're not doing their homework. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, it, it, everywhere you go here, you're a part of it. You know, it's yep. a it's a motivational atmosphere. Um, what always was important to us is the culture that goes on here. Um, we're here to build players up. Um, I, 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 they're professional coaches here. You know, we're not yep. trying to beat kids into submission like verbally. You know, right. you we're don't trying want to force to, them into it. Yeah, beat yeah, the hockey out of them. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. The, the fun element has to be there, um, and it's hard to coach. You know, it, it requires energy, and yep. you know, but it, it's an individual experience, and that's what we wanted to have it be an experience for players that, whatever their degree of the sport was, whatever the interest level. Um, it's a safe environment. Push yourself out of your comfort zone. Um, get good coaching if you want it. You don't have to take lessons here to right. participate. But um, you know, I mean, we have a skating treadmill here that does stride mechanics and. Yeah, that's one of the things. Yeah, we wanted to get into was the technology, which I've never seen <laughs> half the time. No. Um, which nobody, a lot, not a lot of people know about, have access to. So we'll start with that. The skating machine. You said, 40 miles an hour. You kind of strap in, get your skates on, and. Yeah, and what it, what it does is it uh, it simulates um, um, glide work. A lot of players, either um, whether they're beer leaguers or people new to the sport, or especially young kids, they're very much in the mindset: if they move their feet faster, they're going to go faster. They're they're right. stride heavy. They're taking a lot of steps, not very efficient. Right. So between the synthetic here, but also the treadmill, it's, it really teaches them how to glide. That, that what they see very quickly is they're actually increasing their speed 
um, using less energy to. to that's right. Uh, there's a mirror there. They can see themselves skate. We do video analysis here that even players up through the college ranks, high level college players who have come through here, they have not seen uh, that technology didn't exist when I was playing. Um, I don't think it existed like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, it's new. Yeah. Um, so to be able to see yourself skate and to be able to video uh, a player's stride and say, Look there at your leg extension. You're, you're recovering on the wrong edge. I mean, better than the coach when we were playing, coming over and just smacking your leg, being like, "Put that knee down a little that's bit." Right, like, that's right. That's right. Okay. You know, sure. the, the the biggest thing is the concept of getting low. At any given time, there would be a 50 players in here, and I could say, "Everybody, show me what get low means," and you'd see 50 different versions of it. Yeah. Right? right. So one of the things that the treadmill helps is with this get low concept. That is really just get yourself stable. Yeah. Right, get stable, weight down, um, eyes in a good position, and um, you know we do incline on there. Most players, when they're on there, they'll within 30 minutes, you know, they could skate almost three miles. I mean, that's probably more than they would skate in the next three games. But it's all quality reps. Right. Um, and if you're used to being in that low position, you're gonna avoid injury as well. Yeah, so I mean they're around upright. Yep. Like a dummy, eyes everywhere, and that's when you get cranked. Yeah. Off balance, uh -huh. and, and um, so we, we tried to bring things like that um, here so it's not just like they're going out for a stick time. You know, there are high-level training tools here um, that can, can make a difference. Yeah, and another tool you mentioned is the shooting lane over there is the virtual reality, virtual virtual reality hockey. What is What all entails that? You put the helmet on, and yep. you, you explained it to us already, but for the people. The um, the the technology. It's a company called Sense Arena um, that I didn't know anything about until maybe six months ago, um, and I started seeing videos that they were they were posting, and um, it basically does all of the cognitive brain training that would be associated with the sport stuff. Again, that you just don't. There's no pill for experience to go through all of that mental decision-making, reaction time, seeing shooting lanes, passing lanes. So um, players come in, they uh, um, put this helmet on, it, it drops you off in the middle of Madison Square Garden. There's like well over 100 drills in the machine. It puts the player through five different drills and it scores them. Um, it gives them immediate feedback. They're ranked worldwide with all of the other users in their age group. Um, it then um, notes their strengths and their areas in need of development, and then the machine creates five different, uh, excuse me, 20 different training plans with five drills each mm. that is specific to that individual. So maybe a player doesn't have good verbal communication skills, calling for the puck. Uh, maybe another player is uh, uh, passing without looking. So there's color association, there's hand-eye coordination. I mean, I, I've, I've never seen anything yeah, like it. Yeah. This, this, um, goes into, this goes way deeper than just face-offs, um, uh -huh. power skating, anything like that. It's more decision-making. Yep. Yeah, the, 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 brain. The, the, the fun, that's right. The fun factor is high, um, but it is uh, 30 minutes on there, and you are exhausted, not yeah. just from the physical moving around, but, I mean, it's, it's hard on the brain. I mean, yeah. you are... Because you're probably trying to make about... Like, 1200 decisions at a time almost it, it's probably it, testing every single aspect that yeah, goes into right. you being a successful player yep. i mean literally from agility to 
um, receiving a, a, a pass, uh, finding a, a target, rebounds, deflections, um, breakout with uh, um, 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 you know people kind of bearing down on you. I mean, it's it's forcing you to learn, right. um, and that's you know, other than just going out and doing um, this this environment and that machine especially helps the the reps you know you got to do something right. thousands of times yep. uh in order to be able to do it confidently in a game situation um and like you mentioned earlier whether it's just ice time or lack of ice or whatever there's it, hockey's not as cultural in this area right. as it is in minnesota you know right. nothing wrong with this area but we're not, not as well growing but not as many resources sure, that, as we'd like that's right well said that's right. Um, so we are next to the Rockville Ice Arena, and you mentioned this is like a membership type of gym. You come in, come in, whatever. But so, what program specifics, or what program specifically do you guys work with? I mean, do you work with like St. John's, Landon, any of those type of prep schools? To yeah. Maryland? Um, so, I mean, a lot of our uh, uh, coaches here uh, are associated with uh, whether it's Dematha or Prep or the Little Caps. Um, the the main thing here is that we're just in the hockey business so i mean we don't we don't really care who you play for who you don't um that has nothing to do with us we're just for the development of the play that's it that's it so um i mean stone ridge holy child holton arms uh, the potomac school uh i mean we've worked with with all of those uh folks um i'd I'd say maybe 75 percent of the players in pride and Team Maryland train here, mm-hmm. um, Montgomery. I mean, all, all over. I mean, we have folks as far away from, you know, Hershey that are coming yep. here. Um, uh, but um, and then uh, obviously being here next to that rink when teams come into town for tournaments or right. whatever, they can come over. They can grab a day pass, um, yep. or they can kind of go through a lot of the the, the training as well. Um, you don't have to um, do technical classes or lessons here if you just wanted to come shoot and practice you can yeah, kind of like do that yeah, i mean thinking of it that way imagine you're a kid at st john's you finish practice up after school and you're like man i really kind of fucked this up and i wasn't doing this well on say my corner shots on today we can cuss on yeah, here we go fuck shit <laughs> fuck fuck off yeah, but um, i mean think of thinking of it that way i mean if i'm a kid and i kind of think i'm struggling at a certain aspect in practice and i have a pass i'm gonna walk over here and go individually work on it so we, we see a Just ton of that. Out of that hour and a half ice time already. We see a ton of that. We see uh, players coming through here like before games, get a good warm up in, you know, um, shoot 100 bucks. Um, we do some of the I Sense did. Arena. I think about that either, yeah. We do some of the, 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 the virtual reality stuff before games. Um, you know, and all the skate sharpening's free when you're here. We got a gear cleaner so they can retape their stick and really get ready for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we try to fit into everybody's time poor moms and dads are running their kids all over the place. So there, there are no schedules here. Like as long as we're open, you can come whenever you want, 20 minutes, two hours, come get a, 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 a lift in. Um, or maybe you just got a new stick and you want to go blast, you know, a hundred bucks, but you want to have your skates on. That's right. Um, so, we, I mean, we see a lot of that, all ages, all abilities. Um, you said also you give it kind of a locker room type feel. I mean, you get your skate sharpened here for free, clean your gear, tape, uh, you name it. Yeah, uh, we, we tried to make it be um, as like, welcoming as possible. Yeah, yeah and an experience. Yeah. You know, um, we are um, um, accessible to all. Uh, I know I've mentioned that a couple of times, but to me, that's one of the most important things that right. whether you're a AAA player or 
you know, a, a, a travel player. Yeah. You know, what's we don't care. Um, everyone like wants to get better. Hockey is for everyone. Perfect. Hockey is for everyone. Yeah, yep. Exactly. Yeah, like what you said, you've had everything from mites to even you said T.J. Oshie in here skating. Yeah. Around, which is <laughs> which uh, is just awesome. Yep. Um, and um, you know, we work with a lot of kids maybe who have left the area, who are playing in prep school, um, whether it's certain breaks or. You know, we do a lot of programming during the summer um, that can um, can uh, help those really, really high-level players. But that's not all who trains here. You know, the, the amount of high-level players versus the amount of um, A-level players. You know, there are a lot more right. A-level players, and right. they should have access to the facilities just like everybody else, you know. Yeah, so, so, um, go, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, a lot of our – interviewees we go through their hockey career we start down at the youth and like just work our way through did you want to go that's, through yeah that? that's where i was about to take it so sure. we kind of hit everything here so local guy hockey player kind of take us through um where it all started i mean yep. what club you first started playing up all the way through so at that time it, it uh it wasn't um uh, montgomery it was wheaton um, right. i remember skating at the wheaton and both cabin john and wheaton yep. um when you know they're outdoor rinks nice. Um, so I played with uh, um, Wheaton until I was a squirt and then jumped over to the Little Caps. Uh, at the time, they were the only uh, Tier 1 program, right. I bet, within 100 miles of, of here. Um, and hockey really started, it, it, it certainly wasn't a, a, a blue-collar sport. It was probably like a niche sport. Right. Um, but by the time I was uh, a peewee, I mean, we were a nationally ranked team. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone was kind of looking for the next, what's going to happen next, and we want to keep playing. So um, I think by the time, at that time, you, you, it was three years of playing peewee, but at, at that time, I bet 80% of the kids on my team, we all went away to prep school Yeah. because um, I wanted to keep playing, so I went to a, a What was the landscape here? around here at that time in terms of the prep schools and high school hockey? Well, it, locally, nothing. Yeah, um, I was say, you'd probably have to go north. Or yeah, something. no, so, yeah. So I went to school in Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, I went okay. to high school, and that that was not uncommon um, um, at the time. That if you wanted to continue playing, you had to leave the area. Um, so I mean, many of my friends did the same thing. You know, we didn't know any different. Um, and if you wanted to play in college, that's kind of what you had to do. So yep. I did that. Um, then. Um, Spent uh, four years uh, um, playing up at a school called Avon Old Farms. Okay. Um, and then uh, went to school up in Maine uh, for college. What and school? Play, went to Bowdoin. Okay, um, nice. That, what, 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 was that um, NCAA, D1, D3? Yeah, it's a Division three school. Yeah. Okay. Um, super high-level hockey. Kids tend to be a, I was a smaller player. Kids tend to be a little bit smaller. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, it's in the NESCAC, you know, Middlebury, Bates, Bowden, Colby, yep. all those right, schools. Right. Um, and then when college is over, you know, for hockey players, you devoted so much of your life. To, I mean, you guys know yeah. it. You devote mm-hmm. so much of your life to it. Um, the passion never goes away. You know, I started doing some other stuff. But um, I still got that damn niche. Yeah. Just like go fucking skate somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> go yeah, shoot I mean, a puck. You know, but you're. you're Get you're, the coaching. Do you're, this. Yeah. That. You're, and I, so I started doing some of that, um, some skill work and. You know, then it's like uh, I'm waking up early in the morning again, you know, going skating at Cabin John in the morning. Yeah. And um, that kind of re-got this dream alive. Um, and I just said, man, now is the time to do it. Um, and um, 
I mean, it's, it's funny, uh, a lot of my friends who I grew up playing with, I mean, we now train like some of their kids, you know, I mean, it's, right. it's really kind of come full circle, but, um, you know, me and my the stage of my life, I mean, that's really, you know, what it's, what it's about, you know, kind of trying to pass it on to the next group that maybe every kid doesn't have to leave the area. I mean, it, it's not an easy thing, 14, 15 years old to be living away from home. Yeah. Um, just as you mentioned, just the growth, the growth of this area alone, like you mentioned when you were coming up, there was no schools around here. You had to leave. And now with coming all back full it's circle, awesome. it's all it's about awesome. retaining our talent because, I mean, there still is times where the talent will leave and go to a prep school up north. Yep. Uh, we've seen that here. But with the growth of our prep programs here or AAA programs and then places like this, it's, we can retain the talent in the DMV. And so I guess I'll ask you, what is – what is kind of that vision for hockey in the DMV in terms of growth and development to get us up to the ranks of uh, Minnesota or Boston the or a Northeast or yeah. something That's that hilarious. can make the DMV kind of on the map in terms of growth and development and I, skill? I, I think that there's there's a couple of things. I, I think probably, though, the most important um, in those other markets where it's cultural, they have access to whether it's ice because it's colder, pond hockey, or they're just more rinks. That the amount of times you have your skates on and you are doing—that's um, right. You can't. There, there's nothing that compares to it. But um, I mean, there's some really good players in this area um, who a lot more of them are staying. Um, but to me, it always comes down to coaching. I mean, you have to have coaches who are invested um, in the development of the sport, um, right. not just uh, the They've kids. Be in it for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. And, and the kids today are they're, they're bigger, they're faster, they're stronger than when I was their age. But they don't know the game like right. we did. They don't know right. the systems. Right. So. Um, you know, we call them stick time players. They're they're dangle players, but it's right. it's not it's not relevant in a in a game. So, and it's it's definitely changing. Even just in three years, um, a lot of the programs. I think um, um, prep uh, Georgetown prep. I think they're doing it the right way. They're doing it great. Um, I mean, you got St. John's is off to a nine zero start this yeah. year already, and they're playing teams from New Jersey and Ohio. That's and right. Getting as many games in as possible, um, and their and their their kids are on the ice a lot, yeah. um, and they are working on developmental skills, um, and that's the most important. But a lot of these programs now they have coaches who, you know, there's some there's some talent behind them. Um, they know the game, they played it, um, and they are coaches. Uh, they're no disrespect. Every everybody's been there where there's a, a, a parent coach or a, yeah. Um, Dad of that's right. Um, one of the kids who, yep, they knows are as much as he's seen on TV or watch his own kid play. I I actually think the the most the most exciting thing that I I'm just shocked by over the past three years is the amount of girls playing. Oh, it's insane. And the level, right? I mean, they're when I they're maybe there was one girl on a, on a team, you know, way back when. I mean, yeah, I'm 44. That one girl's team, and that's it. Yeah, well, when they, I was growing up, there were no there were no yeah, girl teams, yeah. right? And, and um, high school they, league, high school <laughs> league, and uh, I mean, a lot of these girls they're going on to play high level high college level, hockey. Pride, yeah, yeah. Right next door in that ring too, which is nothing but talent. They they turn out, out. That's right. They they turn out um, talent there, um, and um, 
you know, they, I would say maybe 35% of our clients here are, are female. That's awesome. Um, yeah. it, it is awesome. Um, and the funny thing is that we always joke that they, <clears throat> we brought in um, consultants when we first opened on how to, how to teach us how to coach girls differently than boys. Mm -hmm. There is a significant difference. Um, when a group of boys comes through here and it's I'm one also I mean we just write to the shooting lanes mm -hmm. how much noise can we start making right yeah, how many pucks can we start blasting how many times can I hit the crossbar that's right yep. skates <laughs> are barely tied yeah. the when, when the girls come here um, structured they get dressed and they kind of come out into the middle of the facility and they plan out a practice and they are like you know they just they're very much uh, uh, how and why focused and boys were very like what fo just tell us what to do yeah um, but um, most of the teams we work with are all, you know, they're girls' schools. Um, one of the girls, uh, are, her jersey's up here, uh, Catherine uh, Kramstroff. She plays for the Penn's Elite. Um, she's already committed to Princeton. I mean, she's a sophomore in high school. I mean, yeah, that's, that's awesome. ridiculous. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Haley, Scrupa, Lacey it seems Eden. Like, like the, the women's hockey teams in colleges, a lot of the good, the top end teams are Ivy League. Schools uh, like I know we we play with someone who went to Brown University. Aubrey, yeah, Aubrey, oh, yeah. we she played with Aubrey a good Pride. bit. Yeah. She's, she was a great goalie. And yeah. yeah, she's awesome, and yeah. she's a coach over there too now. Yeah. So like we go back to that even. It's just people from the area that went off and did their thing, but came back and wanted to see the continued success and growth here. And I I've, I, I don't know, I don't know I don't know her well, but she I, I know of her, and we work with a lot of players that she coaches. But she's an example of. Um, She's a very, a very talented uh, college player, and mm -hmm. um, she, you know she is in an organization that is uh, passing on just great stuff to young young girls, um, and it's a great opportunity also for them to get into great schools. I mean, whatever happens with hockey, they're getting into great schools uh -huh. also. Yeah, um, and a good education, and you get to play hockey. That's right. <laughs> Which that's is right. all fun. Yep. 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 Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any more questions. Yeah, you, uh, I guess tell everybody what's coming up, what's going on here, and kind of just where they can follow you, where they can find you, and all that good stuff. Yep. Why they um, should come here. Yep. Um, all the social media platforms. I mean, we got a Facebook page, Instagram, um, all that. But um, we got a bunch of new stuff uh, coming that's uh, maybe about three weeks away. We got a whole uh, kind of digital. Um, membership component that's going to be uh, a national thing so you don't have to be just local to interact with us um, a lot of mental coaching we're, we're doing you know how to be an athlete oh, nice. uh, how to battle um, that's big for the high school kids huge too. yep um, we do a lot of um, school and life and hockey and yep I, I it's funny you said that there there are the, the the a lot of the players who are coming through here who are um, you know they're they're playing maybe tm or little caps and they're going to prep or you know um i mean they're on the ice six days a week they're going to these incredible high schools i don't remember ever being that busy or it being that hard when i was their right. age i mean mm -hmm. they're they're you know starting their homework at 11 o'clock at night i mean at least when i was in high school <clears throat> you know you ate in that building you played hockey in that building you lived in that building i mean it was a pretty controlled environment right, but right. Um, so we're just trying to do a lot more stuff that uh, you don't have to necessarily be in the facility to interact with all elements, but that is the core of the business. Um, but we're just going to keep growing the technology part of it. You know, there are so many training tools out there right. um, that can help these, these kids get better. So um, 
a lot of big stuff coming after the first yeah, of the year. The, the new school way of thinking, training, performing, and everything. It's just kind of taking over, making yep. these kids great. Yep. So. Yeah, especially, like, if you're a DMV player out there, like, this is – this is the spot to go this, to. Yeah, we're sitting here like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> we walked in, we yeah. were like, well, this would have been sweet 10 yeah. years ago when we were trying to win a state championship and do this, <laughs> that, and the other. And you know, it's cool. Like, the music's pumping. I mean, there are people working out, people shooting. There's oh, yeah, scrimmaging going on. I can see this place getting rowdy on. with about 50 to 100 people. <coughs> it gets rowdy. Every kinda, single parent here is like, why don't you serve beer here? It's a great like, atmosphere. Right? Yeah, because like, you guys will never fucking leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're trying to go home, man. Yeah, just yeah. a little bar somewhere in the corner. Every The amount of times people have asked that. You know, we have a ping pong table. Yeah, I mean, we've... Maybe up top even, just place the... Uh, we've gotten into some battles here, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's awesome. I mean, I still can't believe i wait i come in here every day and i'm like this is what i do it's my, my job awesome yeah this is yeah. it's kind of like what we're doing right here with this with the podcast it's like we exactly need like an it. outlet for hockey that's somehow. right now and this is yours and this is our like the podcast is ours this facility is yours it's perfect yeah it's just you see the growth of the area yep it's awesome everybody yep. loves it so awesome. there it is guys first line training center here in thanks Rockville for coming guys with, you're welcome um, anytime Sandy. good stuff man appreciate it thank, thank you. you guys All right, thanks again to Sandy for hopping on. Awesome stuff there. We had a great time at the First Line Training Facility. KP, it's Caps hockey time, baby. We're sitting here watching. Holy shit, <laughs> that guy's going nuts. Watching the Caps game live, Caps Columbus. Um, since the Caps keep winning, we can't do Unleash the Fury all the time, so we thought of a new segment. Um, so you ready for it? I'm ready. Let's get into it. It's called Goat Facts. All right, Goat Facts time, uh, the first one. Goat Fact number one. Ovechkin reached the 20-goal mark for the 15th consecutive season, joining a class that only includes Marcel Dion, Mike Gardner, Yammer Yager, and Matt Sundin. Sheesh. Pretty damn good. Goat Fact number two. Goat popularity surged following the 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis, as the fair was to host the first-ever dairy goat show in America, as well as an exhibit featuring 300 Angora goats. The Angora goats drew swarms of fans to the Louisiana Purchase Exposition and increased national recognition of the breed. Could you imagine? That would be awesome to see. Those goats back in the day. I mean, we're probably sick. Yeah, awesome goats. Oh. Um, goat fact number three. When Ovechkin scored 65 goals in the 07-08 season, it marked the first time an NHL player had scored 60-plus goals in a season since 1996. Can you guess who those two players were? Um, Mario Lemieux, Yarmar Yager. You got them both right, actually. Thank you very Fucking much. Fucking right. All right, so last one, goat fact number four. Goats have accents. Just as human voices will vary in cadence and inflection by geographical region, a particular goat's bleat will sound different from that of a goat in a different country. Could you give us a uh, goat bleat there? Uh-uh. All right. You heard All it. Right. You heard it at the beginning. So there it is, our new segment, Goat Facts. Uh, what do we think of it? I kind of like it. Um, I think Ovi will definitely bring us some more facts soon, and uh, goats are interesting. Goats are very interesting. Um, so let's get into it. Caps news and notes. Backstrom is back. Um, as we watch this Columbus game after an eight-game absence, he'll be slotted into that top line with OV and Tom, dropping Kuzi to the second with Ocean V. First game this season, Kyle, that the Cavs have had a full lineup. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I think we should get some scoring going then. Definitely. Uh, so next up, the Stevenson trade. As we uh, kind of know, Chandler Stevenson traded to Vegas, uh, fifth-round pick, I believe it was. Uh, 
We tried to get to the mud with some Vegas Twitter people who are ripping him. Uh, turns around, or it turns out, he comes out first game and scores a goal for Vegas in their win versus New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, I liked uh, Chandler there. I, I wish he would have found a role in our lineup, but uh, just was coming. He was coming uh, in and out of the lineup too much. He really wasn't finding a role, finding a good spot, playing consistently. So, uh, I mean, at least we're getting uh, getting that cap space down. So now I think we're good, right? And uh, at least we get something for him. Yeah, we got a fifth round pick, and with it, like we said, everybody getting healthy, it kind of causes or plays calls for some roster changes. Um, so next up, Ovi, um, back on Cyber Monday, he was the highest selling individual player on the Fanatics website. So people are still loving them some Ovi. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> so if you watch ESPN or if you were watching ESPN, Ovi Carly, uh, they go on ESPN with Linda Cohn, awesome like fifteen minute ish interview. Um, Linda asked him about breaking Gretzky's record on what he'll do if he beats it, and he said, quote, you'll probably never see me again. Instant retirement. See ya. Just gone. <laughs> he was like, shoop, see ya. Just, I'm going to hop it off the ice. He just retired. He may get it like six games. What if he gets it like six games into a season in a couple of years? He's like, eh, meh, yeah. Second period just goes off. He's just like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> Grabs his Dr. Pepper and rolls out. Uh, a couple more here before we recap this California road trip. Uh, Mike Green, you see his uh, Instagram a bit? I actually did not. Uh, he shared a picture of his retirement home, finished renovations and everything. He'll be moving back to D.C. when it's all said and done playing hockey. Wow. So, yeah, I guess gold DMV, baby, having an impact on a Capitals legend. Um, guess we'll see. That's Maybe he'll cool. come back and uh, work as our power play coach. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Um, new closing line on Nike uh, by Ovi. Did you see any of that? Did not. I don't love his logo. It's just kind of meh. It's like got a Russian feel to it. it. Yeah, it's just kind of eh. It's, it's got the eight and everything and blah, blah, blah. Last little bit of Caps news here, kind of. Uh, that camps, The Caps campfire in D.C., that little themed winter experience at the Wharf. Uh, have you been seeing any of that? Like we can get some s'mores and drinks and all that shit? Yeah, dude, I wanted to head up there. Yeah, Camel went out. this past weekend. He said it was a total ripoff. Really? Yeah, you just go and you just buy like $10 s'mores and that's about it. No, uh, there's no skating rink? I mean, there's, there's a, rink. a small skating rink, but it's just pretty much decorated and cap shit, and you're just buying $10 more and probably extremely expensive, like, beers and drinks. They should uh, let us come up there and play a little three-on-three, three, something oh, like that. Oh, just saying, just saying, just um, saying. Lastly, non-capsulated news, but news in the District of Champions. Uh, nonetheless, Howie Kendrick back for a year, and then today, Steven Strasburg signed. Yeah, I mean, that's both two huge signings. Two uh, champs, baby. For sure, so uh, that's pretty exciting to have them back. Hopefully they can repeat after the Caps get to this uh, Stanley Cup after this year. For sure. So let's get into it. Like we said, the Caps road trip. Let's uh, break these games down. All right, KP, let's get into it. Caps-Sharks game one. Um, toughest of the road trip, I'd say. Uh, first game out in Cali. Um, your boy Hag's back with the Caps. Um, so when he's back in the lineup, ready for a little fun fact, our PK is at 85.7%. Yeah, pretty good. I with, like him in there. He's Without he's Haglin. 78.4%. Exactly. So he makes a huge difference. He's back uh, after a couple games out. Uh, so let's start here. Shark strike first, um, and then it's all caps in the back half of that first period. They go for three. Um, it starts with Hathaway, a little deflection off a of Carlson point shot, and then it's uh, stay hot. Jacob Verana, a few minutes later, his fifth straight with a point. Uh, then lastly, John Carlson, as he would rip one. Uh, he's got a three-point period with a goal and two primary assists. Caps out of there, three to one. Uh, thoughts on that first period? Uh, I want to start with that first goal. It's kind of kind of weird there if you watched it. Their D just kind of threw the puck across ice from their own zone, uh, through the whole neutral zone, gave it like a big bounce uh, back to the center of the ice kind of, and their player just had Kempney burnt. And uh, Holpe, I think it was Holpe in there, kind of just uh, misplayed it there. But I think that was kind of Kemper's fault. He was kind of out of place, misplayed that puck a little. 
Yeah, there we go. So second period comes around. Um, all caps again. Uh, it'd be Hathaway and Vrana. Hathaway gets the first. Um, that fourth line has been unreal. Sick uh, pass from Dow. The, yeah, so Hathaway's got two on the game now. Um, unreal the past few games, that fourth line grind. It's just kind of been insane. Um, and then it's Vrana, and it's the fourth time this season. The Caps have had two multi-goal scorers in the same game. Yeah, it was a sick pass from Eller. Nice one-timer from Vrana in the high slot. Yeah, so uh, like we said, like we kind of posted on Instagram, um, Vrana, have a, have a trip, have a West Coast. Staying He's hot. starting it out yeah. pretty hot. Playing a, um, really good this season. Yeah, for sure. So Carlson has six. That's three. Uh, has six three-point games this season now. So th- let that sink in. Carlson, that's just after the first period. He now has six three-point games. Um, Caps would improve to 12-2-1 and one on the road. A uh, little fun fact, uh, first game of the season, the Caps did not take a penalty. Wow, yeah, pretty good. So Haglund's, didn't need, didn't need Haglund's, that Haglund's back in the lineup, and we don't even get to utilize him. Um, and then let's talk about this, uh, a little bit of the elbow from Evander Kane on Gudis. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. Or stick or glove or whatever you want to call it up high as Gudis comes for a hit. Yeah, didn't like that at all. Uh, I mean, I think that was that's what he was trying to do. I, th- I think he should have been fine, suspended, everything. Yeah, um, Ovi grabbed him a bit, and then um, that led to a pretty solid video of Wilson chirping Jumbo. <laughs> Willie's talking, they're yeah, talking like back that. and that forth was, about the Reeves, um, and then him being in the press box uh, throughout the Stanley Cup final. So that was pretty funny. Um, Caps win it 5-2, to two, and it's Hopi um, with the win. He turns away 23 of 25. Uh, thoughts on game one? Big win uh, to start the West Coast road trip. Yeah, it's definitely the one I was looking forward to the most, and I think Hopi played great. Both the goals were kind of like a uh, little fluky. Like uh, the Kemper that left the Hopi out to dry, and then uh, that Kane snipe for the second goal, bad angle, late third period goal. But uh, overall, good game, and we we waxed a good West Conference team. So pretty coming happy. off a solid month, right? Um, Caps Kings, uh, let's do it next night, back to back. Johnny Norris night in Hollywood. I think was the theme. Sheesh. Because um, Carlson he scores two in the first fucking period. Uh, first one just goes piping, and that's his hundredth career goal. What a snipe! I mean, he comes down the right side and just lets her fucking fly and bing yeah. hey how are you uh, great poke check uh, great overplay unassisted goal yeah like I said 100th career goal uh, his 10th of the season also Caps now have 6 players in double digit scoring with Ovi, Vrana, Osh, Kuzi, Willie and Carly so hey how are we feeling about that pretty fucking good yeah, so Carlson again, his third multi-goal game of the season. Carlson now has the most, uh, second most points by an NHL defenseman through a team's first 30 games. Uh, sits behind only Bobby Orr. King would get one back, but it's Willie, uh, full ice, empty netter, uh, and the Caps win. Yeah, um, I think this was a good goaltending game. Obviously, three to one. It was two to one. It was two goal lead for the Caps that they almost blew. But uh, Samsonov looked good in this game. I think Quick did too. So uh, it was a pretty pretty good game overall. I think. Yes, yeah, so 2-0 on the road trip, 7-2-1 on back-to-backs now. It's 7-0-3 versus Pacific. Like you said, Sammy was on his game. He stops 22. His goals against average is now a 2.42. Uh, that's the lowest among all rookies and 12 lows in the league with a minimum of 10 games. Um, KP, Hags, your boy, the PK, killed all three. Yeah, see, uh, when when you need him, he's there, man. Uh, he's back in the lineup, and he's making us uh, look good on that PK. Yeah, definitely uh, playing a lot better in that zone. And like we mentioned, the Caps are we're getting close to back to full strength, so it's nice to see the pieces coming back into play and performing well. Um, so lastly, Caps-Ducks, uh, third and final game of the West Coast roadie. Uh, looking to go 3-0, and so uh, who better to get the Caps on the board than Travis Boyd for his second of the season? 
from Haglin. That was a little nice play from behind the net there. A sharp angle shot from Travis Boyd, and Haglin kind of saucing it from behind the net. Love that little play to start off. Yeah, for sure. And um, like we mentioned, bottom six. Fourth yeah. line grind, third line grind, getting it done again and getting things going for the Caps out west. Second period, uh, power play Caps. Kuzi in the backy spot walks in, kind of snipes Ryan Miller, who will seem to be basically in the back of the net. Dude, Miller looked like a might goalie there. Like he, the way he was even positioned, head was under the bar, up, and yeah. he was just weird looking. It was terrible. Kuzi had that five hole all day long, for sure. Um, Ducks would tuck twice. It's Geslav. It's Henrique. Um, but then it's Vrana. Beautiful shot uh, from the spot on the left wall. He's kind of streaking down. Juicy rebound. Follows it. Makes that great move. And the Caps are up three to two. KP. Yeah. Uh, Deeks Miller's drop, jock strap there. Uh, Miller make a good save. Ground. Vrana picks up the rebound and just kind of deeks him out. Great play. So Vrana is sneakily, uh, he's kind of on pace for 40 even strength goals. Uh, that's only three players in NHL history have ever had 40 even strength goals. Pavel Bure, Steven Stamkos, and Ovi. Whoa, Could Vrana score 40 there. even strength goals this year? Pretty good company. Would you imagine that? Yeah, that'd be if pretty Rana tight. If Vrana goes off for 40 even strength goals. What we needed, uh, losing Barakowski, him to step it up. And so and then we had the Gudis fight. Uh, Holpe turns 27 to 29 away. Uh, KP, first time in Cavs history that they've gone 3-0 on the road versus the Cali teams, baby. Yeah, looking good, staying hot. Uh, this team is on fire, and Holpe is looking impressed off. Samsonos is looking impressed off to me, and uh, this team is scoring. They're getting it done. For sure. So let's take a look at this. Um, who's your Cavs star of the week? Uh, this is kind of tough, but I'm going to stick with John Carlson. I think I've probably picked him a couple times this year. Uh, three goals, three assists, hot, three baby. games, three, three, three. I mean, this guy's on fire. Six points in three games. Uh, Johnny Norris. Yeah, I'm going Vrana, 3-1 for four uh, on the Cali trip. Leads the league in even strength goals, as I mentioned. Uh, plus, I called him uh, the guy to lead our team on this road trip, so I'm going to hype myself here a bit and ride that wave. Yeah, uh, we'll give A.B. Holpe because I think Holpe deserves a little something. Two road wins here and uh, keeping this team and on fire. Balling. Yep. Um. So let's preview the next couple. We got Boston Wednesday at Tampa Saturday and then a week from tonight uh, at Columbus Monday. So we'll start with Boston, 24-6, and right? Uh, they're kind of right there with us at the top of the league. We beat them 3-2 in that shootout last month. They were, however, without Bergeron. Uh, they've lost two straight to Chicago and Colorado before last night's Ottawa game. Uh we know who they have, so let's break it down. What are our, what are our thoughts, Boston? Uh, yeah, man, I got some stats here for you. Oh, the Caps up, are baby. twenty-two, four and five this season, forty-nine points. The Bruins are twenty-four and six, forty-six points on the season. Caps are number one in the Metro. Bruins number one in the Atlantic. Uh, looking at total points, uh, Bruins have Brad Marchant number four in the NHL with forty-four points. Number five in the NHL is David Pasternak mm. with forty-three points. Okay, okay. Tied at number five in the NHL is the Capitals' John Carlson with 43 points. And at number 15 is Alex Ovechkin with 31 points. So a lot of top scorers in this game. Uh, Brad Marchant is number five in assist in the NHL. Uh, Carlson sits at three, so we got him there. And uh, we got, you know, Pasternak and Ovechkin okay. uh, fighting out for that Rocket Richard. Yeah, uh, hopefully we jump on them quick and just do our normal thing because we tend to never lose against Boston. So let's hope that sticks up. I hope uh, it's a high-scoring game, though, for sure. I don't like getting scored on too much, though. Yeah, yeah. Other not true. get ripped <laughs> for like four goals. Um, Saturday, Tampa, they're just kind of, you know, steady as she goes, uh, I guess you could say. Nothing spectacular, nothing terrible. Uh, they're 14, 10, and 3, three points out of the third spot in the Atlantic. That's currently held by Buffalo um, at Tampa. What are we thinking? 
Always uh, a fun game. Loved yeah. fucking beating Tampa. I we saw Tampa was second in the league, uh, 30% for their power play. That's crazy for that a team. That makes sense, though. Yeah, they're, they're playing like shit, though. Yeah, they're a little bit, a couple games above 500. Right. It's like, I guess they're not getting any even strength. Uh, most of their games that I see, they're high scoring games. So, like you said, uh, getting scored on, getting ripped on, that kind of hurts you, even if you are scoring. I don't know. They're just kind of being low key this year. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, they'll get it turned around. I was checking out their uh, their stats, their top guys. They're definitely still performing. So, Kucherov, uh, they just got to figure out that defense and that goaltending. Uh, oh, you're saying, so you're saying Shattenkirk's not playing well? No, the, the defense Sheesh. is playing awful. I think. Uh, <laughs> They're letting in, let's see, 3.22 goals against average per game. So they're letting in three goals a game, and they're probably scoring about three goals a game. So it's probably 50-50, and that's why they're sitting at 14-10-3 on the year. So uh, they got to figure something out with that goaltending. Uh, didn't they just sign Vasilevsky to this huge deal? Uh, I guess it's not working out. I guess, are they still dead from last season? Could be. Are they Could still be dead? dead. Um team that killed him last season, Columbus. Uh, second time we'll be playing him in a week. Uh, we're watching the game live now. Well, it's intermission. Uh, but we've been breaking it down. Uh, so let's kind of talk about um, next Monday's game uh, based on what we're seeing tonight. A reminder, it's a one uh Columbus lead as we speak. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of surprising. The The Blues are pretty mediocre. Um, they're, <clears throat> they're, not, they're not a good team. They don't have a, a top player anymore. Panarin's gone. Their top goalie's gone. Uh... I think Nick Foligno might be one of their better players. He's got five points in six games. Uh, Gustav Nyquist, uh, I know he's their leading scorer with only 18 points. I mean, how many how many Capitals have have almost 18 points, 20 points? So <laughs> that, that's their top score at 18 points. I mean, you're not going to be not going to be that good. No. Um, so let's look a little bit ahead here as we wind things down. Um, by far, I think so far the hardest stretch for the Caps uh, this season in the next 10 games, including tonight versus Columbus. Uh, we've got Columbus three times, Boston twice, Tampa twice, Devils, Carolina Islanders. Yeah, a lot of East Coast matchups and uh, division matchups. So uh, we got to get some wins here. This is when. Uh, I mean, tough ones. I mean, Columbus three times. I mean, they're but they're still Columbus. Boston twice, Tampa twice. Carolina's going to be fucking tough because apparently that's a rivalry now. And then yeah. the Islanders, we got to beat Barry. I'm excited for the Islanders. Gotta I think be Barry's going to be coming in hot. Yeah. That um, yeah. I guess we'll see. So tough stretch ahead for the Caps. Um, that's about all I got for uh, Caps news and notes and recaps. Uh, you got anything? No. Uh, I mean, that's about it. This team's fucking rolling. I mean, yep. who isn't excited to watch them? And like you said, some good games coming up. So hopefully uh, some good outcomes for the good boys. All right, let's get to it, baby. We'll see you all next Tuesday. Peace.